What's good, everyone? Welcome to the Filipinos in Montreal podcast, Filipino Heritage Month series. This is Terry. And this is Sherry. And today we have Joshua Bolifer and Shenna Ramos from Focus at Concordia. How are you guys? We're good, we're good. Hey, thank you for having us. No, thank you guys. I don't know about all of you out there, but it's about to rain like a madman over here. And I don't know if we're going to sustain this connection. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, before getting things started, I always like asking a random question to begin with. Besides your phone, name one personal item you can't live without. Open to everybody. I can start. I can't live without my chapstick. I've literally Mm. been late for courses back in the day just to purchase chapstick. (laughs) That's how bad it is for me. So... (laughs) Hmm, that's a good one. I think gum for me. Really? Gum. I always have gum. My back pocket. I think in like every jacket and every bag that I have, I have gum. Mm. <laughs> and maybe never... toothpick. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean floss. Floss. You know, like the, oh. the, the, like the one that yeah. you don't have to wrap around your finger? <laughs> that, yeah. I truly cannot live or breathe without my glasses. Oh, I, I knew it. I think that's a little, a little evident, but like, I, I can't breathe. I feel like if I can't see, you know, I don't know. Well, my, yeah, my answer was kind of the same with my blue light glasses. I get headaches when I run my blue light glasses on. It's tough. It's tough out here. Oh my God. You know, what's my, funny. Yeah. Uh, I asked Shari, like, you know, cause I always ask her too. like, I want to ask this opening question and yeah. she, she called you guys would both say glasses. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> This is too funny. Yeah. I'm like, they both wear glasses. They're gonna say glasses, <laughs> and then he's like, "Well, you never know. They might surprise us." I'm like, "Guess not." Sorry. <laughs> so, um, I guess before we start, um, just to you know, what's the saying? The the, the elephant in the room. No, we don't know that yeah. saying. Yeah, yes, yeah. Okay. you. I didn't okay. know there was an elephant. <laughs> no. What no. about it? <laughs> what about well, it? just to get that out of the way, so Shanna is actually my sister, and, oh, and yes. Josh is basically family now. Um, but we didn't invite you because of nepotism, <laughs> and because you guys are our <laughs> our family, but because you guys are co-presidents of Focus. Um, so, just very briefly before we get into Focus later on, can you guys tell us what Focus is? So FOCUS stands for the Filipino Organization of Concordia University Students. Uh, we are the FSA, the Filipino Student Association at Concordia University. And basically our mandate, we call them the three C's of FOCUS, is to connect students, to celebrate our identity, and to challenge issues that uh, target Filipino Montrealers. I love that. Nice. Yeah, me too, because I didn't have that when I was at Concordia. Likewise. Um, but I'm pretty sure, like... Um, before getting into this position, it wasn't, it wasn't like a, like a clear like path for you guys to get into like when you guys were younger. So just if you guys could tell us like, what was your upbringing like in here in Montreal? Like were you guys born here, um, uh, raised in within the island? Like, what's your story? <laughs> um, yeah, okay, I'll go first. Well, as you know, um, <laughs> or if you don't know yet, uh, I was born and raised here in Montreal. Uh, I was born in St. Mary's. Um, and then I grew up primarily in uh, the West Island. Um, so my upbringing was more, was, 
not more or less, but like really different from Joshua's. Um, so I grew up in the West Island. The people I went to school with, um, like there is a good mix, but we are like probably just like a handful of Filipinos in every grade. And then in my classroom, we were probably only like three or four max. Um, so that was kind of like my upbringing in terms of like, you know, my school scene. And then um, my, my weekends were usually, um, I was a part of a Filipino basketball team at a very young age. And then um, as I grew older, I was a part of like a Filipino uh, youth group community. And so that's where I kind of like saw or like connected with my Filipino identity. It was usually the weekends are at home when I went back, you know, home, when I went back home to our family. <laughs> and, and you and Josh, Shanna said that you had a different upbringing. Yeah, so um, I was born and raised also in Montreal, but I grew up in Codinej, so it's like kind of like Filipino town, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so my upbringing, I've always been pretty in touch with my heritage. I actually started folk dancing at the age of four with the Salingawi Philippine Arts Organization. Oh, cool. And so, yeah, we'll delve into it a little bit, but like folk dancing has definitely been kind of like, uh, kind of like an outlet for me to discover my culture from a really, really young age, you know? And kind of like with this community of Filipinos around Montreal as well, we kind of we, we kind of like got to know our heritage, our history through folk dancing. It was kind of like a weekend thing, but like on the weekdays, um, I also grew up in Kodinez, so like a lot of our high schools and uh, elementary schools are a lot of people of color. So kind of like I kind of got to grow up with people that were like similar to me. And yeah, I was always kind of like in touch with my culture. I actually still folk dance up to this day. Uh, so yeah, it's been a good like a, a good number of years that I've been a <laughs> folk dancer, you know. I love that. Um, you said that you you grew up within uh, the community. Was there a time where you had to question it? Like, were you ever put in a situation where like, let's say um, ashamed or um, am I Filipino enough? Am I too Filipino? Did you ever go through those questions? Ooh. Good question, good question. So actually, yes. So for my first experience, I feel like with being a minority as a Filipino was definitely at Dawson. So mm -hmm. uh, I went to Ecole Secondaire Mont-Royal where there were actually like just in my grade, we were, there was four and a half white people. So there was like two, like three white people and a half. And like, two <laughs> but yeah, there was like uh, not a lot of white people. But when I got to Dawson, I entered uh, a program where there were just no, like no people of color, even less Filipinos. You know, I was actually one of only two Filipinos in my program. Um, in terms of me not being Filipino enough, uh, I would say it was like when I started working at McDonald's. So like, at McDonald's, the, especially the one in Codinej, if you guys come see us, we're just a bunch of Filipinos on the floor, <laughs> having a good time, speaking in Tagalog, having a good time. But when I first started, you know, sometimes like the managers would speak to me in Tagalog and I'd be like, a what? Fish fillet? A what? A quarter pounder? You know? And I wouldn't like, kind of like there would be that language barrier. But even like um, that experience and kind of like me feeling like uncomfortable with my heritage as a Filipino, it actually helped me grow because I did have to eventually learn kind of like the gist of Tagalog within the McDonald's context, you know, mm -hmm. so that our rushes moved like faster. <laughs> and even like, uh, well, now I'm a manager. So like, even when I speak to my employees, sometimes like I got to talk to them in Tagalog because sometimes like they're like, yo, you speak 
English too fast and I'm just like, yeah, you're right, you're right. <laughs> and there's that. I love that. I love that you took the time to like, like you didn't see it as um, like a, not hindrance, but like you wanted to actually learn it so that you could better communicate with others. Um, sorry, Terry, I think you wanted to add something. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. I'm happy you embraced the culture, you know, mm, instead of shying yeah. away. But also I want to give a shout out to that McDonald's location. I felt like <laughs> home every time I visited yes. from like the South Shore. Just the vibe, like, they go to me like, hi, Kuya. I'm like, I'm like, what's happening? Then I already felt like, this is home. Yeah. I'm going to come back here. Just a shout out to McDonald's on Kote Nash. Yeah, shout out. Um, for Shana, uh, yeah, clearly you had a different upbringing from Josh. What, what were your questions like concerning identity being in, a, uh, in an environment that had a handful of Filipinos? I think for me, like, obviously, um, I don't know, like, I guess because we were just like a handful of Filipinos, it took a long time for me to realize or to even like connect with that side of me, just because like visually it, you know, it wasn't in my surrounding, um, in my like day-to-day -day life. So it, it always took like a backseat in my, in my mind, like that part of my identity, only until like, probably my last year of CJEP or like when I got into university because that's at that moment like I started to meet a lot of people who were kind of like Josh uh, people who are confident in who they were um, and just like people who were born and raised here as well and I think that was the first time for me just to see that level of um, being comfortable with who they are as a Filipino and that really encouraged me to like dig deep and like question um, and and really uh, I guess find beauty in that part of myself because a lot of times you know when you're not in that environment and you lack you know people of color but like lack like Filipinos who are your age uh, who are like-minded it's hard to like I so uh, associate yourself with that. Um, so I, yeah, it was really like when I got into university, it was really late, but uh, I'm glad I'm here. Better late than never. Than never, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Um, Terry, I'm gonna hand it to you. Yeah, no, I just want to echo what Shenna said. Um, I felt the same way. I grew up in a predominantly, uh, well, as the minority figure, in the South Shore. And every time I'd go to uh, gatherings in Uptown, I'd always get jealous, like, you know, of Filipinos, having Filipino friends. I'm like, why can't I find that connection? And like you, it was later on, I think much later on, maybe even after university, I decided maybe I should try and figure out more things about my own culture, especially locally. So totally, totally feel you on that. My question first is, as part of Focus, do you guys have a favorite moment I think Shana's gonna agree with me on this one. I don't wanna like put words into her mouth, but definitely, <laughs> even Parliament was definitely a, a great experience for Focus as a team. So just to catch you guys up to speed, Pinoy's uh, on Parliament is actually a weekend conference that is held in uh, Ottawa. So basically throughout the weekend, uh, they invite Filipinos, well, FSAs actually, not just FSAs, but Filipinos, Canadians all over Canada to come to Ottawa and enjoy a weekend of like panel discussions of workshops that all relate and like center around kind of like the Filipino experience. So um, it was still kind of like a, a big thing for us because um, actually 
focus it was still focuses first year so like we were like how are we going to organize uh like a trip you know over a weekend going all the way to ottawa but like actually getting there like the experience at pinoes on parliament shout out to pinoes on parliament team y'all were beast um it was really <laughs> just an experience that was really humbling but also an experience that was like no other kind of like uh within the pinoes on parliament weekend within the conferences and the panels it's like you never felt like you weren't at home there were only around you were only filipinos there's only people that look like you people that think like you like even within like our same cultural background people that have different kind of like um experiences than us so we can all kind of like it was just a weekend to really grow as yeah. filipino canadians with other people well other filipino canadians but specifically for focus um so yeah it's still it was still our first year so none of us really like well some of us were kind of like had a bond but it was really a weekend where kind of like we really got the opportunity to bond as a team and really kind of get to know kind of like our dark sides like our, our, our <laughs> not too dark but you know dark, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> our hardships it was just a weekend of like team bonding that was so yeah. much fun it's great yeah just to just to add on to that um yeah no the weekend was like it was great but like not just the conference itself but i think just like traveling there yeah. all together <laughs> and then uh being in, like in one hotel room uh, was so much fun um but yeah we really got to see different sides of people and we got to all just like relax and have like a real conversation because oftentimes um when we're in the midst of like the school year and we're planning for events um, sometimes we forget to like connect with each other and we're all just like trying to plan. Um, mm. But this was a great time to just like, you know, relax, have fun and be in the moment. So I think that was a, a good time for us. You know, that's the best. I'm all about deepening connections. So you know? cute. <laughs> so, but also like, sorry, like no, honestly, ahead, shout out to Pinoy's in Parliament for like creating like this like nationwide yeah. conference. Uh, and it was all done by students. So shout out to them. Impressive. At Pinoy's on Parliament. <laughs> <laughs> Joshua, earlier you mentioned a word that I really liked, uh, which is growth. What does that mean to you guys? What does that mean when I, when I say growth or when you hear growth? Ooh, okay, when I think of growth, <laughs> I think about like kind of like, it's a process of reevaluating yourself. So kind of like, for instance, I grew up folk dancing and kind of like, um, as I mentioned before, folk dancing is just really just a gateway to learn about your history and your culture, right? So definitely through folk dancing, like as a child, like as a preteen, whatever, I would be like, why am I shirtless? <laughs> why am I barefoot? <laughs> why, why am I wearing, why is this this color? Why is this that? Why does the music sound like this? And so kind of like um, through these questions, I had to do my own personal research or kind of like, uh, kind of like grow in my understanding of what I was doing as a child. So, um, I would say that growth is definitely about reevaluating your experiences and having them make sense, like make it make sense to you. If that makes sense. No, it's like it's self-awareness basically, yeah, which, self-awareness, which I love. Period. Yeah. How, how about you, Shana? Do you have a similar take on growth? Or? Um, I totally agree with Josh. I think for me, the words that come to mind when I hear growth is just fail, 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 and then learn. Um, I think... Well, I think like for me, um, like a moment that I can associate that to is just like when we first started uh, Focus, 
um, just the thought of like reinstating, re reinstating this club at Concordia uh, and just being the first president, you know, um, of the club uh, after it being reinstated back. I think for me, mm -hmm. it was really hard to even think of uh, for a long time. I just felt like super unqualified to be the president at that time, just because um, like I had a lot of uh, insecurities. Like I didn't feel like Filipino enough, you know? Okay. Just like I said, like I wasn't born and raised the same way as Joshua was. So I felt like, you know, I was really disconnected and like, who am I to be the president of a Filipino student association, right? Mm -hmm. um, but then uh, I just had to kind of be open to the idea and just, you know, be vulnerable and remind myself why I wanted to start uh, and join this club in the first first place was really to um, create a safe place for other Filipinos to learn and reconnect with their identity identity with themselves so I had to like also remind myself that I if I want to create that safe that safe space mm -hmm. I have to like you know learn how to make it safe and yeah so for me like it was really like learning you know keeping my eyes open and my ears open to other people and their experiences and try to like you know reflect that in the environment that we were trying to build and so along the way, like we kind of failed sometimes and we didn't say the right words, but that was all part of the process of us growing as a club and like me growing into my identity as a Filipino Canadian. I really love what you shared, especially that you found some strength within that vulnerability. That's, yeah. first off, I need to say congratulations to both of you guys because it's a lot of hard work and we've seen it, me and, me and Shari have talked about it. So honestly, tip my hat to you guys. Um, you guys are... You guys seem driven, energetic. So I'm curious to know what inspires you or what brings you energy on a day-to-day? -day? What makes you smile? What makes you want to just go out there and do things? Um, Honestly, okay, do you want to go first? No, go first, go first. Go first. Okay, <laughs> Honestly, what inspires me is really other people. I think I, I really do uh, get energy from other people. And I think if, um, if you know Joshua and I, <laughs> you <laughs> no, know, we don't. You know, Okay, well, you know that like we're really super different and he he pretty much uh, brings the energy and I feed off of that and I kind of like... Tames um, it. Yeah, I want to say like tame. <laughs> he doesn't really need it that much, yeah. but like we're like opposites. And I really like, not just Joshua, but I really like, uh, I'm inspired by him a lot. Um, but also like uh, I'm inspired by other people and what they do and uh, I really like get my energy from other people as well and I try as much as I can to reciprocate. Yeah same for me like I feed off of other people's energy so like even within focus uh, there's we're just we're like all Filipino but we're all so different you know kind of like on our team we have international students we have people born and raised in Montreal born and raised in the suburbs we have people that are uh, born and raised in the Philippines and really it's kind of like uh, I get my energy from learning learning about other people's experiences and getting to know like what they like and what they experience kind of thing. I love that yeah. like I was we were sharing um, I think on yesterday's episode that our, our whole the whole project Filipinos in Montreal is just learning about people and we feed off your energy everybody's energy we could have like a really long nine to five and me and Shari are here 7 p.m meeting you guys and it just it just yeah. gives us a boost and it's a lot of fun for us and I'm, we're smiling again 
Um, <laughs> um, so, so Shetta, you mentioned another word I like to hear is uh, failure. Um, you know, for, for a lot of people, you know, there's fixed mindset versus growth mindset. Do you recall when you kind of grew out of a fixed mindset and adopted a growth mindset? For me, it took me a long time. I won't lie. I think it took me up until CJF to realize, hey, if I fail once, I can get up. I can come back stronger. Do you recall the moments when it happened? And also, or how do you process failure at this point from what you've learned so far in your journey? <laughs> oh, okay. For failure, I would like to say that um, I'm a big believer of it is what it is. So kind of like um, when you fail, kind of like you just reevaluate on that and you think about um, kind of what happened. It's also like great to talk about it, you know, mm -hmm. um, especially high school, CJ, um, even the beginning of university, I would bottle in kind of like my insecurities, my anxieties at school. But it's really by finding this community, by like finding people in focus, not just our executive team, but like general members, the people in our community that you know are there to listen to you and support you and support you kind of thing. So when it comes to failure, like um, you just gotta talk about it. You know, if you bottle it mm -hmm. up, it's not cute. <laughs> it's definitely not, not cute. It's not, <laughs> no. I think for me, when I, do fail, I, I, I really do allow, allow myself to sulk, like, mm. you know, to soak it on, soak it all in, you know, you failed. I go dark for like a week if I need to. I just like really remind myself that I need to go through the feeling of it because yeah. it's like Joshua said, it's so easy to just suppress and not talk about it. But I think the first step is just feeling what you're feeling and then, um, then just like strategizing how you can learn from this moment and move on because moving on is also very important. Yo, I love that guys. Share that mindset with as many people as you can because uh, it really is about like, it took me a long time to, to really allow myself to realize I need to feel it first to let it go and then to right. grow from it, you know? So there's really an attachment with, between failure and growth. Um, so that leads me to my question. What is happiness to you guys at this point in your lives? What is happiness? <laughs> okay well besides watching Grey's Anatomy I think uh I think happiness oh boy um I feel like happiness comes in different shapes and forms mm -hmm. in your life um I think it's really just like being present um and not allowing any I guess fear and anxiety, you know, cloud your experience. Yeah. I think it, it really is just being like present and enjoying the moment that you are experiencing, love I that. think. No, I yeah. love that. Yeah, like when you watch Grey's. Yeah, you know, I'm not like scared, I'm not anxious. Okay, some scenes are like, you know. Um, <laughs> But in general, like in life, I think uh, any moment without fear and anxiety, um, I think that's a good moment. Totally agree I think with that. for me, happiness is definitely, um, I think in the Filipino context, for me, happiness is not an individual thing. So kind of like, it's definitely something that happens as a community that happens like with the people around you. So like for me, I honestly, I don't feel happy unless other people feel happy, if that makes sense. So kind of like, I don't like to celebrate my own personal successes in terms of like my academics or whatnot. If I know that 
I don't make the people around me happy as well. So kind of like, um, ooh, I could get on the dean's list, but what does that mean for my mom? What does that mean for my okay, parents? Okay. And like, the, like your victories, I feel like they should like, it shouldn't be celebrated like personally, if that makes sense. And, and kind of like, you just need to like think about others simply. A no, joy yeah. shared is a joy multiplied. Hundred yes. percent. I agree. Yo, thank you guys. Thank you guys. <laughs> I'll give it to you. You can have it. <laughs> yeah, thanks for sharing that. So that concludes part one of our interview with Joshua and Shenna. Tune in tomorrow for part two.